Everybody, welcome back. This is the Room for Error podcast. This is Cole Sheets and my co-host, my brother from another mother, Dan Harmson. We are in the Man Cave Media Studios. Danny boy, how was your weekend, pal? Oh, there was some stuff going on. Oh, that was a lot of... Was that loud? <laughs> am, I, am I that loud? Nah, that's okay. Good You're just God. a loud person. <laughs> I just told you I wasn't that loud. <laughs> You're a liar. I was, one, I was one of those kids, like, in high school who, you know, didn't have to have the megaphone to cheer really loud at, like, basketball games. That's not surprising. Yeah. Um, and, you know, who loudly, when the, when the visiting, you know, you were sitting in the visiting section at Jack Trice, the, the opponents could usually hear me. So Even though you were 27 rows up? I didn't have anything good to say, usually. No, I'm sure it was all very nice things that are probably very viable to say in church. Just giving them a lot of... <laughs> just, both teams are trying very hard. <laughs> like uh, Rob Lowe with the NFL hat on at the Super oh, yeah. Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Go sports. <laughs> uh, welcome back, everyone. Um, thank you for tuning in once again. Um, we apologize for the uh, – I guess it would have it, it been the week three um, jump that, or that we skipped. So week four of the college football season happened this week. Correct. Um, Some of the Sunbelt teams got four games in already. Right. Um, which is pretty miraculous. There's There's been some crazy crap happening. Oh, oh, by the way, Pac-12, you've been replaced by the Sun Belt and the Power 5. Uh, agreed. Sun Belt. The Fun Belt is a powerhouse at this point. Uh, there's been a lot of funny stuff like happening. Like Baylor had their first three games rescheduled all or canceled. Like They played for the first time this week on September 26th. Do you, do you think they'll try to fit in like that Houston game later in the year in one of the bye weeks? You'd have to think they would. I mean, they, they're going to... Or it might not be Houston. It might be a different right, team. Something, yeah, you'd think so. But um, anyways, we're, we're down here in the in the man cave with a, a dose equis. Dan finally decided to contribute to the alcohol consumption Stay committee. Stay thirsty, my friends. So, um, yeah, how about them like ruining their entire marketability by getting yeah. rid of the most interesting man... In like that universe. was one of the like, great marketing schemes of the 21st century. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Like and now would, now what is it? See, I I can't even it's, Problem is if I can't even think of what their marketing scheme is it's, now, it's obviously not rememberable. It's the same thing kind of, but like they replaced the most interesting man in the world with like his moderately rememberable uh distant relative cousin. It's like this weird dude with like long black flowy hair and they try to turn him into a party animal. It doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. Huh. And now, like, the Dos Equis commercials are all just, like, um, pouring pouring glass into a beer. It looks like a B-dubs commercial almost. Just They really stepped on their own wiener, to be truthful. It happens once in a while. Hey, yeah. I'm an Iowa State football fan. It happens it ha- more it happens often constant. than you think. Or being yeah. a Cubs fan, it happens all the time. Oh, yeah. It happens all the time. Have you ever seen a team back into the playoffs off winning, like, one game of the last six like the Cubs have? And I've seen, but the one game they Scary. won, kick kick the shit out of the Sox. But like literally, you get swept by Pittsburgh, um, and then you go what? That I think they lose two of the three, or no, they lose. They won one of the two against the Sox, but just basically the Brewers beat the Cardinals, and that's that's her going in. And what do the Cubs have besides two quality starters right now? I, Hendricks and Darvish. You've got a lineup that's batting. Like the whole lineup's batting under two twenty. I have Bryant and Baez can't buy a hit. I haven't yeah. paid attention at all, really, to baseball this year. Um, we touched on it last episode too, Danny. But like, I'm just so I was so fed up with the owners and the players just looking like a bunch of babies. And like, I just I'll watch a little bit of it, truthfully. But um, w- with regards to the Cubs, I think their one saving grace could be the potential of just a lethal offense, and like, hopefully, the pitching can just manage. Well, it's been weird though. The offense has been terrible. Right, that's, what I, that's has, why I... But we know all those guys have the potential. Exactly. You know, like, it, it could be just, like, playoff time. You know, actually, I think David Ross has done a great job managing the roster and holding guys accountable. I'm a fan. I like it. Um, but at the same time, you know, they've got two very high-quality starters, which you get in a playoff series, especially a three-game, five-game series. Um, that That's going to go a long ways. But the other guys have not been reliable. The bullpen is not reliable. But we've got hitters that we know can do it if they just get hot. So... Yeah, for sure. Um, that being said, I expect them to be out the first round. The the MLB playoffs are so goofy this year. Like, if you showed up to play, like, in the back half of the season, you basically are in the playoffs. Yeah, like, nobody wants to play the Cincinnati Reds right now. You know, it's just asinine. I know. So. <laughs> yeah. Love it. I love it. Well, that's our baseball talk. That lasted about two and a half minutes. Go Cubs. About, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, 
I think there's a, a couple different sports topics I'd like to cover, but um, Danny and I were hashing it out a little bit before we started here, and I'd like to talk a little bit about the NBA and the greatness as much as I dislike him. <sighs> And his attitude, like the, the greatness of LeBron James, like that's a that's an actual person that's that exists on this earth. Like he's the last ten times he's made the playoffs, he has made the finals. Um, another stat I think I saw on Twitter or something was that out of the last ten finals as well, it's either included the Miami Heat or Andre Iguodala, and now it's got the chance to have both. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. Um, I would love to see a Miami-Lakers um, matchup, and I think we're going to get it tonight with game six of the Celtics. Um, I think Jason Tatum, as a young player in the NBA, is going to be so much fun to watch. Um, I'm one of, like, 13 NBA fans in the state of Iowa. Uh, Miami creates a ton of matchup problems for a lot of teams. Um, L.A., I don't know, is probably at the very top of the list of ones being able to deal with it because of the level of talent with AD and LeBron. Le- LeBron is not an all defensive player, but you like we all know that he can just turn it on whenever he needs to. Rajon Rondo is playing out of his mind. Kyle Kuzma, when he can turn it on, is great. Um, Rondo, I think, was a big pickup just in terms of having like in playoff experience. Yeah, and he's, and so, he's so old, good in the he's playoff. so savvy. Yeah. I know it, and like you wouldn't expect anything from him in the regular season and that's not why you hire a guy like that if you're the Lakers you hire him ex- for exactly what you just said like his playoff experience and it's it's like it's like getting big shot Bob back in the day for sure um yeah. and so I like I like the matchup problems that that Miami could potentially present to a team like the Lakers with Bam Adebayo uh being a very that very is a fun name to say just by the yeah. way but <laughs> Bam Adebayo Bam is a very very athletic um big man doesn't really shoot much from the perimeter like AD does, but defensively is great. Um, I had some money on game one of the Eastern Conference Finals, and he seals it with an absolute, just a crazy block on Jason Tatum going in. And, like, Jason Tatum is looking to ruin the Rims family. Like, just is going to bring – freak. Is going to bring down the backboard, and Adebayo stuffs him, and it was it was crazy, and it won me some money. So thanks a lot for that, Bam. I know that's exactly why you did it. You said this kid from Iowa needs a needs a break here. We'll give it to him. Uh, He's got diapers to pay for. Yeah, exactly. Jimmy Butler, I think, can be interesting. He, he how is it of all the teams he's been on? You know, go back to Chicago, go to Minnesota, Philly. He's on just a team loaded with and just can't make it work anywhere. But now he lands here, and he's kind of an afterthought. And this this might be their best chance to win a title. I think this team that he's on right now has so little ego. Yeah, they're all there to win. I mean, you talk about guys like Bam, um, Goran Dragic might be yep. the biggest ego on the team, but you've got young kids like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson is like the next coming of Kyle Korver. Kid can also, shoot the lights also, out. And I'll just make the comparison like he's white. We'll just call him Kyle Korver instead of Ray Allen. But like with that name, he should be a San Antonio Spur. You know, he should be. Yeah, he is the admiral, and uh, oh, what was Timmy D's nickname? The, the big fundamental. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, ad- that, was the that admiral fundamental. Camera. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, no, I I think that this team creates a lot of ma- matchup issues. I don't think the the big man being one of them. I think their guard play is going to be what separates them. Um, well, the Lakers' guard play is just, I mean, so so. Exactly, right. and that's what's going to be the the deciding factor in the whole game. Justin Jefferson He's is turning having on. a day. Where I, has he been all year? I just dropped him on the waiver, too. Um, I think that was only like his fourth catch of the year, though, too. He's just not had a good year so far. But anyways, we'll move on from the NBA. Um, Thanks for letting me know that. I think, I think it's going to be a fun Eastern Conference Finals to watch. I mean, either whether Boston gets in or, or the Heat, I think it's likely going to be the Heat. I think either team's going to be fun to watch go head-to-head with LeBron and company for for seven games or six games or however long it takes Bron and AD to take care of them because I think it's going to be pretty quick, to be truthful. But there's some fun matchups there. Um, I think, Danny, you want to you wanna jump into some NFL talk? You want to jump into some college football? Do you want to hash out some college football or what do you want to sure, do? Sure, I don't care. Do you want to hash out some stuff that we saw from, uh, excuse me, what would have been what would have been like week three? Well, I think we can just kind of talk about the season as a whole right now. Sure. Um, you know, Lay college football, I, I texted, was texting a buddy last night, and I just said this. Yesterday had, at one point, we looked at maybe four top 
10 teams like getting beat at one point yesterday. It didn't all end up that way. Um, but you go Oklahoma gets beat, which by the way, uh, Cole Sheets called Oklahoma getting beat by K-State, called K-State winning the Big 12 and didn't even put any money on them. I did. I actually put money on Oklahoma. I thought that K-State was coming into the game depleted. Well, so. I thought so too, but yeah. Um, so there's that. You know, I thought K State was well. K State was depleted. They a were depleted to start the season, but they were down seven starters. Honestly, like I told him, it had shades of Kyle Kemp and Norman. You know, because at that point, Kyle was what our third or fourth string quarterback. Well, that's what it was. Like they were on the yeah. road in Norman, and like, yeah. how how is it that and everyone this everyone is just lapping up that Spencer Rattler hype, the Speed D, Alex Grinch getting yep. better. Yep, we found out there are some major flaws. Um, Oklahoma defense is as bad as it was under Mike Stoops. The kids just look like they don't want to play, you know, and Rattler, while he is, I mean, a human highlight reel at times, his game is not perfect yet. You know, he takes risks. He shouldn't have. And there's a lot of Baker Mayfield. There, let's put it, there is a lot of Baker Mayfield. There's not a little bit of Baker Mayfield. There's a lot of ba- Baker Mayfield and Spencer Rattler. But I, we I go from that him yet once, truthfully. LSU. Um, getting taken to the woodshed by Mississippi State. Mike Leach. They're fighting Mike Leach's. How about this? Mike, you know, I, I was listening to ESPN Radio and a bunch of other places and like, oh, Mike Leach and the SC is just not going to work. It's just not going to work. You know, they can't recruit the defense and the studs they need, yada, yada. Well, Mike Leach in one game sets, as an SEC head coach with a Stanford reject quarterback sets the all-time passing yards record in a football game. 623 yards. Yeah, something like that. Just asinine. Yeah. But, and I don't know why I'm even surprised by this, but it's hilarious to me is we talked about this last year, the Big 12. We're still going to see some crazy offensive numbers, but we've got a lot more just look at K-State, look at Iowa State. Baylor, I think under Dave Aranda will be more like that. Um, there's a lot, Texas Tech under Matt Wells, although it didn't appear to be that. We've got a lot of teams that I think we're going to more rotate to playing good defense to running the football. The SEC, we see one year with an air raid team, last year LSU and the SEC, and what do they do? They break every offensive record ever. And now we've got Leach in there, and all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're going to see all kinds of SC defenses giving up 40 points. But when it's Big 12 teams that give up 40, 50 points, it's bad football, right, bad defense. Football. But when the SEC teams do it, it's just great football. You know, like it just – Right. So right. at one point yesterday, we had Texas getting beat by Texas Tech. And, you know, they had a – Texas Tech had a Chernobyl-level meltdown to end that game. Um, Texas scores 15 points in the last three minutes. And and Texas Tech has a fumble in overtime to get beat. Um, Oklahoma gets beat. LSU gets beat. Um, there's Georgia was on the ropes at halftime, ended up pulling ahead. Um, Tennessee has a lot of problems in their game. Um, So college football, I think this year we will just enjoy every minute of it. You can, because every minute is going to be fun and unpredictable and wild. Even more so than it already is Clemson, Clemson. And I'll say it's Clemson and Alabama are the only two teams I feel like are safe from that, which is fine, but nobody else. And look at last night, Florida state. Oh no, that's what I was going to bring up. I don't know if they're going to win an ACC game. How, uh, how about um, earlier this year? I think I, I kind of dogged on Miami, and I think Miami's me- making me. Oh, Derek King right. looks awesome. Derek King might be a dark horse Heisman candidate at this point. Right, playing amazing. Right, and there's I think, and and we can touch on this. I think there are two ACC teams right now that that could challenge, and I, I'll use that term lightly. Could Miami being one of them? Yeah, Notre Dame, Virginia Tech looks. Yeah, you you were beating that Virginia Tech band. Virginia Tech looks good. Show. They're uh, granted it's early in the year, and they're I think it was their first game this last weekend, but they rushed for over three hundred yards. I know. I still think Notre Dame is you know got a got a damn good chance. Yeah. So I think the ACC ACC actually looks up uh, looks good. The top the top half of the ACC actually looks decent, but the bottom half is the normal thing. Like even Pitt. Pitt, Pitt looks showed, good. No, Pitt. Pitt looks good. Pitt surprised me a little bit. Like I didn't. I I, I think I they're finally Louisville. playing the kind of football Narduzzi like Big Ten. Pound the ball, three yards of cloud dust, play incredible yep. defense. They finally look like the team I thought they would. Under I, I just think that there's some real high quality teams in there, being Florida, yep. uh, excuse me, excuse me, Miami, Miami, and then you got Notre Dame, you got Virginia Tech. Um, I think Virginia can have spurts. I don't believe yep. in Pittsburgh enough at this point. I, they are three and zero. I'd like to see them play one more time. Okay. Um, speaking of, like their schedule going forward, um, has got some fun stuff to it. They're going to have NC State and BC. 
Um, they're on the road at BC, and then October 17th sets up for a fun little showdown at uh, – oh, hey, there we go. Something's talking. Yeah, it's Something's my talking. That's why we do what we do. Uh, then they've got Miami. They're at Miami on October 17th. That could be a fun little game. The ACC is interesting this year. I agree. Um, and the it, Big 12, it's never been the interesting. Big 12 it doesn't seem like it's been interesting. It's right? interesting, but it's a shit show. It, that it totally is. Um, we saw teams in the first week lose to you know K State, Iowa State, um, Texas Tech barely beats Houston Baptist, which I didn't know had a football team. Um, and and all these Kansas Baylor, gets shellacked by Coastal Carolina. And all of a sudden, you know, I was talk, talking to a buddy. I thought Texas Tech, K State, with all their starters down. Um, all these teams, Baylor would probably be bottom of the league, you know, bottom of the barrel, you know, type of teams right with Kansas there. And all of a sudden, we turn the tables. I think I think K-State might, might be a Big 12 title contender. If if they can get that kind of production out of Skylar Thompson every week, why wouldn't they be? And can play defense and play, can play good special teams? Right now in the Big 12, I think it's not about beating yourself, which some of these teams do. You know, that being said... I'm very glad Iowa State got TCU game one. That team, I'll call it right now, has the most NFL draft picks in the league. Easily. There's safeties. There's linemen on both sides of football. There are athletes coming out the ass there. (laughs) And they are better coached on both sides of the ball than Oklahoma. And they are surely better coached than Texas. Um, I think TCU, now with, we saw how Max Duggan got in that game, completely changed the dynamic. Um, because Matthew Downing was not get it done. I mean, we saw Iowa State tee off on him multiple times. Now, the only thing, it's interesting to me, um, they didn't run the ball very well, but part of that is playing the Iowa State defense, and that's what they do well is stop the run. Um, they gave up some big plays, but once Duggan got in, he changed the outcome of the day. I, I think by week four or five, I don't know if they're a Big 12 title contender, but they're going to have a say on who plays in Dallas. I f- firmly believe that. Yeah, I, I think it was I think it was nice to see us respond. I, mean, I think because yeah. th- that wasn't a game where we, we were going to be able to run away with it. And uh, defense comes up with a couple of real big turnovers. Um, Iowa State's defense does. And um, you get Jaquan Bailey breaking the school sack record, which is pretty sweet. It's interesting to me that game. That's the game was so close to being a blowout. Um, you go it had the making. You can go into three or four plays, and this is just the way football football is. Um, obviously, the fluke. You know the pitch. The, what 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 I'm calling the pitch six by Brock Purdy. Yeah, one of the just most boneheaded worst plays I've ever seen in college football. You have that that gives him six points. Um, you have a play where you know Mike Rose. I mean, kills Matthew Downing. I mean, I I think he they died and he I mean he died and they resuscitated him, okay. and you know it hits you know on a forty yard pass play, on that I mean it's, you take fourteen points off the board right there and all of a sudden you know what's this game look like, you know if you take fourteen points I mean we're talking about it's an Iowa State blowout yeah I mean oh and then of course the the third one was the hail mary at the end that didn't matter you know they're just throwing up there to throwing up there and I want to talk about bad beats if you were one of the betters that all of a sudden. You know, if they kick the extra point, you know, Iowa State, you know, covers, TCU covers versus whatever TCU line you took. Covered, yeah. And it's interesting. I saw this line change. It opened at what? I think it opened at Iowa State like plus four or minus four. Goes down to ISU minus two and a half. And by the time kickoff was there on Bill Hill, it was up to three and a half again. So a lot of sharp money went back on Iowa State. Um, and I think a lot of that had to do with who was playing quarterback for TCU and it being the first game. And Iowa State had to bounce back. Right. I will say this. It was ugly in the first half at times. I don't think we just spend too much time on it. Beating a Gary Patterson team, coach team, is never going to be pretty. No. Never. It's going to take ugly stuff. It's going to take ugly stuff. Purdy wasn't perfect, but at the end of the day, he was efficient. I mean, he's 18 for 22. um, Average, like, over eight yards a pass. You know, you take out the one big headache, and what's there to say? And what I love to see about this team and where last year's team loses this game. There were times where they needed to respond, and they responded. Mike Rose coming up with the key interception. Um, the biggest thing for me is when Purdy had the pitch six, and all of a sudden you're thinking, oh, here we go again. We've seen this, right? We've seen this movie. We've seen this TV show, different episode. Purdy's the pitch six. What do they do? They get back on the field. You see a shot of him and Campbell talking to each other, just looking at things. He goes out. He has a 25-yard run, hits Joe Skates for a 44-yard pass, and they punch it one in the end zone. There was no, there was no batting an eyelash. There was no feel bad for me. You know, I, I was beginning to wonder if Brock's confidence was broken. 
Um, but the way they responded to several shots of adversity Saturday, I mean, told us a lot about this team going forward. Yeah, and um, I, I love on I love that, and I, I'd like to expand on that a little bit within the Big Twelve. Um, I, I don't think that there's anyone any single runaway team at this point. I mean, we all thought that OU would kind of be the class of the conference, and I remember um, I was sitting here earlier. I was I was looking at the standing and said, okay, I'm going to read you these five five teams, and you have to tell me whether they're on the top or the bottom of the of the league, and I would tell you Texas, Oak State, Baylor, K-State, Iowa State. And if you were to just say that not knowing anything else at the beginning of the season, you say this is these are standings week of week 4, you have to tell me if you think these teams are on top or bottom. I would have told you bottom. Yeah. Because A, Oklahoma's not there. I would have thought that Texas would have slipped up and I thought also, Baylor was going to be a little bit of a step back. I think Kansas State would have been the surprise Baylor one there. Baylor played Kansas. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Right, but um, I, if I'd have heard that, I'd be like, okay, well, there's no Oklahoma there. Surely that's the bottom half of the conference, and yeah. it's actually the top at this point. Um, you know, there's there's obviously five teams tied at one and one. Oklahoma being one of them. West Virginia looking okay. Texas Tech uh, put the cart before the horse, did the horns down with three minutes left, huh. being up by 15, and then got bit in the ass, which I thought was pretty hilarious. What? I think the Big 12 favorite right now that was Oklahoma State. Oh, for sure. Um, um, the way that Texas looks. Um, I, Texas I, looks shaky. Oklahoma oh, looks shaky. Sure. I, I really, you know, and I've said I thought this is going to be a down year for Gundy, but they've actually put together the two best wins probably of any Big 12 school yet. Um, and just, you know, they haven't been spectacular, but they really put away a, what I think is an improving West Virginia team without Spencer Sanders on Saturday. TCU in Texas next Saturday, um, and it's in Fort Worth. That could have a lot of implications. That, it's in Fort Worth. And then Texas goes at Oklahoma and then to Waco to Baylor. Okay. So they've got a month stretch there in October where they've got some right. heavy hitters. Oh, and and the fourth game of October for them is at Okie State. That's going to be that's a, a tough. That's a schedule. tough stretch. Um, yeah. I don't think Baylor's going to be a joke. I don't think they're going to be a pushover. I think they're no. going to struggle at times with the new coaching staff. Well, and just uh, lost a bunch. Yeah, lost exactly. A lot of seniors. Exactly, and so I think that's going to be brutal stretch there. But um, I, right now, obviously, Texas is the team on top at the moment. Um, I don't think that's going to stay. Um, I, I think at this point, here's the deal. Anybody can beat anybody outside of Kansas. Um, we've seen it from Tech. We've seen it a lot of these places. I don't think Iowa State showed me enough Saturday um, against what I think is going to be a really good TCU team that I, I'm not going to shit can them right now. No, They've got some stuff not. to figure out in the back end of defense. The offensive line down without Trevor Downing, actually, and with no Rob Hudson. Darnell Simmons, uh, redshirt freshman, came in and played very well at the left guard spot. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes and where Downing slips and when Downing returns. But offensive line, that's probably the best offensive line performance we've seen out of Iowa State in a long time. For sure. I mean, um, you, you have a – when you can look at the stat sheet and your running back had 155 yards and three touchdowns, that's a pretty telltale sign what, of it, what happened on the line of scrimmage. Right. And I look at it this way is, you know, people want Purdy to put up gaudy numbers and Heisman hopeful and all this other bullshit that doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, if we're running the ball for 215 yards a game, Brock isn't going to put up big numbers, and he doesn't have to. No, I don't want. This I, is what Campbell wants to do. Yeah, this is you're 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 getting the stat that the only stat that matters at the end of the day, and that's the one in the win column. Yeah, like it does not matter what else happens on paper because if you don't if you don't do anything else, you know, you have yeah. to get the win. Figure yeah. it out. Like figure out a way to come together as a team and try not to beat yourself. And we've we've seen that happen all too often with Iowa State teams. Right. Um, I think there's obviously a you know something to be said for a lot of other teams around the Big Twelve in the country that that can get in their own way. But um, yeah. So I, I think moving forward with the Big Twelve looks fun. Um, the first weekend of SEC football. Wow. Um, shout Wild. out to Tyler Olson uh, saying um, tweeting back at me. Um, saying he was taking the points in Mississippi State, good call. I I stayed off of it. I don't. I didn't want to bet on LSU either way until I saw him play. Um, but good call, poop. That's your nickname. <laughs> uh, good call on the on the plus seventeen or whatever they got. Um, I uh, I think now moving forward, looking at the SEC, um, we were all pretty high on Georgia. Uh, I would say the we don't e know who's going to play quarterback. The SEC West um, right now, the team to beat is. The Florida Gators. And it doesn't – it's not even close. No, it's not. They're – Kyle Trask, like, all of a sudden, this is a high-powered offense. Like, hey, we can give up 35 points, but that's okay because we're going to try to score 60. Well, and it's a weird deal to me. Like, Georgia, you know, at the beginning of the year, so Newman's, Newman is opting out of the season, correct? Uh, Yeah, he's – JT yeah. Daniels is hurt. 
So Dwan Mathis came in and what they pulled him in the first quarter. They, uh, I think before halftime. Um, but like either way, they were they're all high on him. They're like, oh, this kid. Got uh, one rock- time Iowa State commit Dwan Mathis, rocket arm kid, like really really mobile, really athletic, six six, and like he he was like four of nine with fifty five yards, and then they yeah. pulled him, and then they ended up winning by twenty five or whatever. It was. Yeah, with the fourth string quarterback. You know, it's mind-blowing to me, but you're right. I mean, the the road to the SEC East goes through Gainesville. Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm not right I'm now. not away from calling Florida the favorite right now to win this league. But I mean, it like I like I said, I I told you earlier, I I took a dark horse and and said Florida Bama in the SEC Championship, and I thought that was kind of a, a would be a surprise pick, but right now like Florida's looking easily the favorite for the SEC West. Right. Um Auburn and Kentucky were a one point different at halftime. And I actually had Kentucky on the money line at like plus 300. Like, okay, you got to roll the dice on that one and mm-hmm. see what happens. They end up losing by a couple touchdowns, which, you know, it, it can be expected. But like you touched on Mike Leach showing why he's going to be a fun ad for the SEC. Um, I feel bad for Eli Drinkwitz, but good on him for, for only losing, not didn't even lose by 20 to Alabama in his SEC debut in Columbia. Right. I think there's something to be said for that. Like, good for him. He put up 13 points in the fourth quarter when I'm sure the B team JV was out there for Bama, but who knows? Then again, it's still I don't know. some confidence. Saban doesn't really do that. He doesn't. He doesn't pull his stars well, unless he's Saban's. Saban's C team is better than most. Yeah, that's fair. Places A team. Um, call a spade a spade. Tennessee and South Carolina. Um, we said it earlier. Uh, poor Will Muschamp at South Carolina. Dead man walking. Um, Vanderbilt has a super weird score with a twelve and a safety mixed in there in the second quarter. It looks like. Um, Texas A&M should have obliterated them and only ended up winning by five as the number 10 ranked team in the country. Right. Uh, that's pretty scary. I think they were favored by 33 points or something like that against Vanderbilt and can only put up 17. Oof. Uh, Kellen Mond maybe showing why he is average and we should have never been hyped up on him to start maybe even last year, um, dating back that far. So, uh, SEC going forward is going to be really, really fun to watch. I, I liked it. There's been some offense in this league where it's not, you're, it's not, the SEC of 2011 anymore, where it's all no. defensive struggle. Yeah, we're not going to see a bunch of nine to six game of the centuries this year and, in the SEC. Uh, uh, sorry, how about Arkansas actually putting up a, a good fight? Sam Pittman, yeah, Sam Pittman led Arkansas team. I mean, they, for a half they were, yeah, exactly. They were up on Georgia for a half. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was I was pretty impressed. There was not very many downers to the to this to the start here I think I think we could have seen an LSU setback coming I'll just well, yeah. be honest we yeah. knew that was coming um uh, we get Auburn and Georgia next week oh that's gonna be fun gonna be a great game we have Arkansas Mississippi State how about Mississippi State going from unranked to number 16 right in the coaches poll at least we'll see what happens with the AP but um ACC what's we we talked a little bit about before we started recording here but I think there's actually three legitimate contenders for Clemson's throne, and that'd be Notre Dame, Miami coming out of nowhere. And mm-hmm. I, I said it from the start. I'm liking that Virginia Tech team. Those Hokies, they look good. Well, one game in, they look good. Three games in, whatever we are. Okay, we got to talk about the elephant in the room, too, here, though. Uh, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are playing football? That's true. They're, the, Big they're Ten's, the Big Ten schedule makes sense. Um, because what the Big Ten title game is literally the day before the college football playoff selections are made. Beer time. So the Big Twelve, the Big Ten goes out after you know much ado about nothing, and they decided, oh, we were in the fucking wrong the whole time, no matter what. Um, reverse course when Kevin Warren said multiple, we're not going back. You know, it will not be revisited um, until they see everybody else playing. And what we haven't seen, let's just take Iowa State, team we're closest to, has not seen a positive COVID test in four weeks. Now that's saying it might not happen. You know, there's going to be teams where we do see that happen. Um, but at the end of the day, it can be done. And it can be done with fans in the stands. So the Big Ten goes out. They're going to play, what, I believe an eight-game schedule. Cole, is that correct? It's an eight plus one. I believe yeah. they're playing an eight-game schedule. And then judging on where you wind up in your, you know, respective division divisional play. So if you are obviously the two one seeds from the East and the West will play each other in the Big Ten Championship. Um, and actually, we're going to have something I think is a really cool idea is seeded play to get them to nine games um, on that Saturday. So we will see um, the te- the seventh place team in the West, say Nebraska, versus the seventh place team in the East, which say Rutgers will play each other. And then the fourth place team in the West, Iowa, will play the fourth place team 
in the East, Michigan State, and so on and so forth, which is an interesting way to get nine games. But honestly, it's in a year where bowl season is going to be weird um, and they're already short on games, I, I think that could be a lot of fun. And that'll just make some, for some entertaining football. I really think so. Yeah, and Pac-12 is playing seven. Is that correct? Sorry for cutting you off. No, 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 you're good. Uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to pull up the schedule right now, and I can't, I can't get it to, to catch up quick enough because I think they're I actually sla- they're slated re- they're slated to return. Here we go, week eight, like physically week eight of the college football season. Now, I, I think that the college football playoff committee is going to be a little bit forgiving because this is a weird time. But I think wasn't the original cutoff date like October 10th? Yeah, for for the college football now. I think they made the decision to play, and I think that they're just looking, again, egg on their face because they have no room – well, pun intended. They have no room for error right now with <laughs> with positive tests. Like, you have to play these games scheduled, and you, you're not going to get bye weeks. These kids are going to be pushed nine nine weeks straight. And Turn on Fox, by the way. Big Dick Nick going in? Big Dick Nick going in. What happened to Mitch Trubisky? Um, let's find out here. And the Vikings how emba- like how embarrassed are you if you're a Bears fan that you didn't sign Cam Newton? Oh my goodness! Well, did you see that apparently they were in the running for Brady as well. Oh, that that could be twenty six to ten. Thirteen minutes left in the fourth quarter, and so so I'm looking at the the Hawks schedule here, and they they literally don't get a break the entire time. I mean, they play starting October twenty fourth. They play every weekend until December twelfth. Yep. There's there is no leeway for them or any Big Ten um, program. And how about, uh, did we touch on this last time they released the schedule of the Big Ten? No, we didn't because Big Ten hadn't announced yet. How about the Big Ten just giving a big old middle finger to the Huskers? Oh, it's, I love it so much. Yeah. Uh, the Huskers get Ohio State right out of the gate, and it's going to be majestic. They're going to just get absolutely annihilated. And it's, and best part, it's at the shoe, so right. it's just going to be a bloodbath. Well, yeah, then they get – and the, the hilarious part to me is the whining of Nebraska. Nebraska was about ready to take their ball, play outside of the Big Ten. You know, we'll play anybody, anywhere. We don't care. And then they finally get to play football, and the Big Ten hands up a schedule, and we're trying to rebuild. I think it was Bill Moose. We're trying to rebuild and get ahead, you know, on building a Big Ten West contender, and how are we supposed to do it with this schedule? I mean, it just shows you where – Nebraska has fallen. Like mentally, they are they are mental midgets. They they are two more five win seasons away from being Purdue or Illinois. Actually, no, they're not even at the level of Purdue. They are two five win seasons away from being Illinois. Their glory days are so far in the past; it's not even funny. Like we're, we've we've seen a resurgence of some of these programs, um, like the in, out in the ACC. And I'll just pick on Miami because we've talked about them. Like those were powerhouses of the early two thousands, like nineties even the eighties and Nebraska was in that conversation and they have literally just fallen off the face of the planet because no one wants to go play in the middle of bum fuck nowhere, Nebraska and go play football. Well that, and they just, when Nebraska was in its heyday in the big 12, they allowed partial qualifiers. So you could get, you know, Ray Carruth and idiots like that into college. Um, (laughs) You also don't, don't get a, you don't recruit Oklahoma. You don't recruit Texas. You know, I mean, tell me where their recruiting hotbeds had been for a long time. You know, it's, you know, and Nebraska had an advantage a long time ago because Nebraska, you know, you had an option. You had like four football teams you could watch every weekend. Nebraska was one of them. Well, every football game is on TV, you know. So I, it's just the whole thing and the shade and fruit surrounding it. I I just find hilarious. Yeah, you know, I, I, uh, it's get it's, bent, Huskers. No kidding. It's gonna be fun to watch watch the Big Ten. Um, they'll be on every single weekend. No bye weeks. Everybody plays. Yep. Um, I guess without without further ado on stuff like that. Now that we know that they're playing, do you do you have a pick? Oh, it's um, Ohio State. Yeah, it's Ohio, Ohio State, State is gonna hang sixty to seventy up people. I, uh, I, I think I could make a case. Um, and Penn I, State, I think, I, will be yeah, tough. I think Penn State will be tough, but they're the only team I can make a case for outside of that. Um, we're set up for a showdown in Happy Valley on October 31st between the Buckeyes and the Penn State Nittany Lions. That could be a fun one to watch. Um, we're still going to get Ohio State, Michigan, and when I say that, I mean we're going to get to watch Ohio State beat the shit out of Michigan again. Um, now, I think COVID aside, would Harbaugh be coaching for his job at that point. In well, the it depends. If they lose four games, they're six and four. He's absolutely coaching. And here's the deal: they, I don't think they can afford a buyout of him. Not right in now. This, in this type of environment we're in, 
Um, but they definitely, I think he'll be, look, you know, there'll be a way for an NFL job to open up that he wants. Maybe, de- maybe Detroit. Um, you know, some places like oh, that I can see happening. Call. I didn't think yeah. of that. Yeah, Detroit would be a good one. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think who else who else might be in the market for a head coach here. Uh, I think <laughs> Atlanta. Dan, yeah, Dan Quinn. Speaking of, they're up by 16 points right now in the fourth quarter. Uh, we'll see if they can keep from a meltdown with Big Dick Nick going in the game. I would doubt it. Oh, here he goes going for the end zone. Oh, you got oh, oh! Christ. Oh no. God, being a Bears fan is just. I tell you what. Okay, uh, and and I think with that, um, I think the the Big Ten. We'll probably hit on that a little bit more, maybe next. Well, I'm excited for the Big to, Ten to start playing, so we can do our 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 favorite foreigner segment again. Uh, yeah, absolutely, hot and cold, hot blooded. We and, could do that with NFL teams for now. I don't, I don't know. Um, um, I, I, I we could. I, I think the season is way too young. Right. Truthfully, I think. I mean, if you wanted to do it, I would say the hot blooded for me right now is the Buffalo Bills. But let's uh, let's save that for a second. Um, I, I will say one thing. Um, for me, we've seen incredibly sloppy play to start, especially Big 12 play, ACC, you know, all kinds of things. One thing the Big 10 did do that's smart by not scheduling a non-conference opponent, A, they give themselves like a month of padded practice, which we saw, I've heard multiple things, that Campbell and Iowa State supposedly had 30 players sitting out of practice up until the ULL University of Louisiana game um, that did not practice up until – the week of the game because of symptoms well because of contact tracing so they encountered someone um and that being said so there's a reason teams looked as sloppy as they didn't look as bad as they did the big 10 the big 10 a will have a month of padded practice and b if you lose to a big 10 team even if it's Rutgers, at least you lost to a big 10 team and not a sunbelt team you know no i'm with you i uh i think are we even going to talk about the pac-12 does anyone care no i mean truthfully like oh my gosh that's crazy. And then he fumbled it. God, the Bears suck. Yeah, they're bad. Um, no, I think the Pac-12 is really not even worth mentioning right now. Um, Seven games, they're not going to be in the conversation. It's, it's not worth mentioning at all, and I think it really sucks. I think there are legitimate teams out there. I would have loved to see another year of Arizona State and Herm Edwards, the fight in Herms. Uh, Chip Kelly um, is another one of those coaches that's that's probably about two two years away from getting canned again. Yeah. Um, because he can't seem to put it together. Um, I, I, everyone obviously loves watching Oregon just based on the uniforms. Who comes in and replaces Herbert? That was going to be a fun thing to watch. But, like, I, I don't care about Wazoo. Like, they don't have Leech anymore. I don't care about UCLA, The USC. league is not very interesting. It's not. Like, even a little bit. I love you got that. Kevin Semlin and also ran at Arizona. I th- you know, Colorado's an afterthought. Yeah. I think the, the Arizona teams might be two of my favorite storylines because of the, the – unrest with Kevin Sumlin's job. Yeah. Uh, Utah is always... Uh, Utah's fun to watch. I'll say Kyle that. Kyle Whittingham's yeah. a stud. Yeah, and I saw the Mountain West Conference also came out and said they're going to play too, um, which will be cool because that adds another layer like Pac-12 after dark for me. Um, BYU's been one of my favorite teams to watch as well. Right. Um, oh, shit. What's their coach's name? Kalani Sataki. There you go. Yeah, whatever. Something like that. Yeah. I probably butchered that. Yeah, but. he's... Uh, they're they're a really athletic team. They're they've been fun to watch. But anyways, uh, yeah, you want to jump into some NFL talk here too, or what? What else you got? What else is on your mind? There's a, there was a lot football? on my mind with college football, and, and now I can't think about it. I gotta take I gotta take some fucking notes once in a while. <laughs> See, this is why you're great, Dan. It's Every time I have a really good cuff, thought, man. I like text it to you, or I just you know, and then we forget about it. Or I say, oh, let's not talk about this. Let's save it for the podcast, and then I sit and then here and I sit here and go, uh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Da dental stupid. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, so touching in the NFL a little bit, it's probably the most interested I've been in the NFL in a while. I'd agree, uh, and I don't really know why. I think you've called me out. I I said last year that I was a Dolphins fan, feeling like I was floating out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Brian Flores has changed my mentality with it. Fits magic, baby. They had a great draft. Um, I had the money line on the Dolphins for the Thursday night game, which to me was the easiest pick. Um, the Dolphins look good. The Patriots look fantastic. The The Dolphins being one and two, I mean, I'm not going to say that they're even a playoff team. They'll probably only win like five or six games. But the Buffalo Bills are, are looking like they're going to be the ones to take the, the AFC East here. Um, you've got teams like 
the Cowboys that are going to be able to turn on. And I, I want to touch on our conversation. We had a little bit of like how many great young quarterbacks there are in the league and like how much fun it is for us to watch them. And, and you've got a great theory on why so many young quarterbacks look good. And, you know, you're talking about guys like Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes. Well, we two, can make a list of them. I mean, there's like 10 of them. Mahomes, that's, that's awesome. Watson, I mean, being two of the older two. Um, you know, and then we go just younger guys, obviously Lamar, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray and Lamar tearing it up. Um, rookies that we've seen play really good. Josh Allen gone out there. Justin Herbert has a great game. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing lots of them, but it's just the Dak Prescott. Daniel Jones has shown flashes right. at times. He's in a terrible organization. Yeah. Horrible. But. Um, there's, there's so many good – and then, like, you've got some of these old standby quarterbacks. Like I said, like, how stupid do the Bears feel for not signing a guy like Cam Newton? You've got well, how Tom, stupid does everyone look for letting the Patriots sign him? Yeah, and then you've got you've got older quarterbacks. Russell Wilson's going to win the MVP this year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there, there's just so – and Jared Goff looks good again. All of a sudden, their, their offense in L.A. has been revamped and and re, uh, reorganized. God damn. Got cat issue here. Get the fuck out of there, cat. Fucker. Sorry. Get the fuck out of my life, cat. Catrick Swayze needs to mind his own business. Um Like I think I think there's there's so many good teams. I think top five for me in the NFL right now, the, the early the, the way that things have looked is I mean, you gotta in in no particular order, the Bills, um you're ready to anoint them as a top five team. No, maybe. like Josh Allen is just playing so good, man. Well, it's, to me, they, they just play such good defense. Right. The situational football. And that's half the battle. I mean, between them and Baltimore and They've the AFC. they drafted really well also. Uh, Kansas City, like Tennessee. Like I think obviously you have to put Kansas City at the top, but like how much fun would that AFC, uh, AFC championship game be with Buffalo and, and Kansas City? Buffalo you're putting in the AFC championship game? Why not? Because Baltimore is going to go sixteen and zero. Oh, I don't know that they're going to go sixteen and zero. Who's going to beat them? Um, the, the only team that has a Joe, chance. Of Joe beat, Burrow. Joe Burrow will get them. The only team that. Oh yeah, Joe, Joe Burrow is another young quarterback. Oh, back to our quarterback conversation. The points Baker made. Mayfield. Are are the quarterback young quarterbacks that much better than what we think they were? And they could be. They've been playing in seven on seven leagues. They've been doing all this other stuff. They're getting prepped so much better. Or have NFL offenses finally adjusted enough? to make it e- an easier adaptation for college quarterbacks? Um, I think the latter. I think they're they're working with what they have, and they've, instead of being like, oh, you need to be 6'6", pocket passer, you need to be able to throw the ball 90 miles an hour, you fit in our system. You need to be under center, I form, you, two tight ends. Why would you not be a, a type of organization or a coaching staff to play off of your Strengths. Strengths. Yeah. It is so naive. And, and maybe they tried to do that before, but they were just like, it's old man football. This is new school NFL. Uh, lots of points. Um, there will be defensive struggles from time to time. But, I mean, we saw it last Sunday with Seattle and, and New England. Um, they they nearly go, go into um, an overtime situation or uh, – a do or die scenario with Cam Newton at the goal line, and the score is thirty-five to thirty, and those are two of the most, uh, the two of the best defensive teams in the league, right? Or not best, probably, but like top top tier defensive teams at the moment. Like that's what Bill Belichick focused on last year, and it got him quite a ways through through the season at having a great defense, you know. So it's it's definitely not the old Sunday night football where it's fourteen to seventeen and that's the score, and you get to see. It well, yeah, we don't see you know quarterbacks lining up under center. You know, gonna hand the ball off. You know, fullback dive. You know, and two tight ends. I form. It's just we finally adapted these offenses, and it's you know, we finally taken college kids who a long time people didn't think college quarterbacks coming out of spread could adjust to NFL. Well, the NFL had to adjust to them, and look Absolutely. what it's done to the league. The league is more fun now than I can ever remember it being, just because of young quarterbacks. You know, and. It just feels like going in. There's more teams that have a shot any given weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think the cream rises. I think the good teams are are gonna, you know, they'll beat the bad teams. Where like there's situations in the past where bad teams will come up with a big upset. Um, I think the upsets are a lot less likely. And speaking of bad teams, the Jets are playing on Thursday. Um, if you're a gambling person, I don't care what you do, fade the shit out of the Jets. Do not ever bet on them, ever. Adam I feel Gase, so bad for Sam Adam, Donald. Adam Gase should not even be allowed to coach Pop Warner. He's bad. 
He just makes excuses. Reminds me of Scott Frost. Yeah, and like not to mention the fact that that was my head coach in Miami for three seasons or whatever it was. And like, no wonder I hated my life with the NFL. Um, but I think just overall, this has been a way more fun league this year, and that's that's kind of where I'm. Well, I'll give you my top five and bottom five right now. Okay, go ahead. Um, top five: Baltimore. Obviously, I, I think they're running the table. Monday night, we have them the Chiefs. I don't think the Chiefs are just clicking on all cylinders quite yet. Mm-hmm. Baltimore is a more well-rounded team. Lamar is really dialing in the passing game. They are going to be very hard to beat. Um, if it's anybody, it's can be the Chiefs can beat them because the Chiefs can beat anybody at any point. Like last weekend's game, um, we saw the Chiefs down, what, 17-6 to going into the fourth quarter. And it wasn't a question of if, it was a question of when. Fat Pat was going to turn it on and get it done. Fat Pat. <laughs> um, so I have Baltimore. I have Seattle as my number two right now. Love they it. Very good. Green Bay as my number three. Love it. Um, Matt Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers look on the same page finally. Rodgers is down a lot of weapons. Sounds like no Devontae Adams this week, but he's putting up better numbers now than he has in five years. Um, Kansas City is my four just because I don't feel like they're as well-rounded. They had an they had an amazing come-from-behind win last week, but they did not look great in the first three quarters. Um, that being said, they'll be a force. And then my five, um, just because I think this is the best division in football, I have either the Los Angeles Rams or the Arizona Cardinals. That's gutsy. Um, you know, and you I, left New Orleans and Tampa out. I, I think I, I think New Orleans and Tampa both. I just I'm not sold on either. I think New Orleans. Drew Brees looks very old, he and honestly, Tom Brady looks anymore. very old too. I I don't I don't have a lot of faith on either of those teams right now. I I really think I think the Rams look good. They look they look back. They look ready to go. Arizona is probably going to be like a nine and seven wild card team, but the way they started the year, man, they are fun to watch. Yeah, I, I'll give you my. F- Top five, and that's I'll build on it. I, I'm going to go ahead and keep Kansas City in the one spot. Um, I think it showed true, true championship acumen where they handled being down in that adversity. Which them Harrison Butker hitting that field goal. Oh my god, three, doing it three times, three separate times actually won me a lot of money last weekend. So I'm I'm thankful for that. Fucker's got um, ice in his veins. Oh yeah. Um, I think the reason they looked shaky was because of how athletic that L.A. Chargers uh, defensive line is. I think that they're a very underrated unit at this at this point in the season. Um, oh, he might have just uh, – Tariq Cohen might have just torn his ACL. Uh, I think I'll keep Kansas City at the top. I'll go um, to Baltimore. Um, I, I think that – I mean, Lamar is Lamar. He's incredible. Um, I, I hope that their offense can stay clicking on all cylinders. Um, I think I'll put – I'll put in a third third place tie, I'll put Green Bay – and um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll put I'll put Green Bay and Seattle in a third place tie. Um, I think both teams are playing absolutely incredible right now, and I'm going to round out the top five with with Buffalo. And then on the outside looking in, you've got the fighting Drew Breeses and Tampa Bay. I mean, you can just never count count Tom out, no matter what the situation is. I think he'll I think he'll find it. I think they'll get it together going forward, and that offense is going to be clicking. So. Bot- I see. I see two eight and eight teams yeah. there. In in my top five, you see two eight and eight teams. I oh no. I I, I think both of those um, oh, NFC oh, South oh, teams. Oh, yeah. I don't. Sure. You know, this isn't a power ratings. This is long term. I I yeah. don't think. I don't. I I think Breeze and Brady both look old for sure. And actually, I think Tampa Bay will finish ahead of New Orleans. Yeah. Um, bottom five. I think it's pretty easy. Um, I've got the Jets as the worst team in the league for me. Not um, even close. No, not even close. Um, Philly looks so bad looks right terrible. now. Um, Detroit, um, poor Matt Patricia's absolutely coaching for his job. Oh, I think he'll be gone by week eight. Yeah, um, Minnesota looks actually fairly awful as well. What um, happened there? I have no idea. Um, Denver struggled here and there. They're zero and two, but I don't know that I'd tell say that they're a bad team. I mean, even well, looking they at Drew Locks out now, I think they're going to be a dumpster. Even fire. looking at the AFC, like I don't hate the AFC South. Like I like Houston and Jacksonville still, and they're at the bottom. Do of you? There. Yeah, I think Houston will be fine. Um, Cincinnati and Cleveland, like they're they're suspect, but they're not just straight up bad teams. Like teams like the Jets are. Right. The Jets are just straight up bad. Philly looks just straight up bad. Detroit looks straight up bad. I think the Giants are bad. Uh yeah. I, I don't know about the Giants being. I, bad. I don't. I think the Giants I'm not are sold six on that. to seven win team. Um, the Cowboys for me. I, uh, the Cowboys are. Don't wrong. Upper echelon. They're going to win that division. Washington will probably be second, but 
can Mike McCarthy step, you know, keep from stepping on his own dick? Because we've seen him coach the play the Packers out of playoff wins before. Oh, for sure. You know, uh, I think they'll be fine. But like, for me, Jets bottom, Giants are my bottom five. Detroit's terrible. Atlanta, Dan Quinn is hoping for his job right now, even though they're putting a whooping on the Bears. Um, Denver's up there with no Drew Locke. John Elway is an icon. But if Denver has a three or four win season, does he have a job next year? Yeah, I think I think he's going to get the hometown hero discount. Um, I think they'll. They haven't been outside of one year. With, they had an incredible defense, and they had Noodle Arm Peyton Manning take him to the Super Bowl. Right. What has he done? No, not a whole. He lot. He struck out on every quarterback. Pax, since, but, Paxton but, Lynch. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just not gone good. But um, yeah, I think I think with that, I'd like to kind of jump into a little bit of my betting segment too. With going off of that. Um, I had a good week last week in the NFL, and I don't really ever give out NFL locks. Um, that's not really my thing. I'm more of a college football guy. I like to play uh, six-team teasers in the NFL where you get six or seven points depending on what you want your odds to be. Um, and I hit a six-leg teaser last week with um, Harrison Butker saving me with that 60-yard field goal to get a backdoor cover with um, me getting to tease Kansas City all the way down to two-and-a-half points. <laughs> and they win by three, and – I got a nice little payout from that. Um, those are always those are always fun, um, but it's hard recording on Sundays because there's not a ton of lines out yet. Um, I saw a couple games that were intriguing for sure. Um, you just really never know what you're gonna get um, with with some of these with some of these early standings. And um, I'm gonna have to pause for a second. Get your shit together, Cole. My bad. Am I supposed to be feeling dead? No, 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 no. no. Okay. I'm going to edit all that out. So there's there's some early lines released out, and and I think there's a couple um, that you could. Maybe... Are we going to have to get back to doing slap bets? By the way. Yes. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, Baylor, Baylor minus five. West Virginia could be interesting. Um, Oklahoma right now is favored over Iowa State by twelve points. Um, I think that's that's a little, an enticing line. That's a little heavy. I I'd like the Cyclones to cover that. I don't think the Cyclones win, but I don't think they lose by almost two touchdowns. Agreed. Um, K State favored by four. Texas Tech with what we just saw Texas Tech do. Um, and and K State do that's going to be an interesting one as well. Okie State minus twenty two over Kansas. I would hammer the shit out of that line. Kansas is so bad. Kansas is so bad. This might be the worst Kansas team we've seen in a while, and that's saying something. Yeah, absolutely. Less miles in a season with unpredictability is it's not going to go well. So I I like that one. That's probably one that I would say is is a good lock is Okie State over Kansas minus twenty two. Um, you've got. Clemson minus twenty nine over Virginia, man, that's a big, big number too. There's just it's it's tough with some of these early lines. You don't really know what looks good yet, and I haven't studied it enough. So I'll probably just have to tweet out some other some of the yep. other ones. But looking close early at it right now, I would definitely say that Okie State um, take them to cover against Kansas, and basically take anyone to cover against Kansas at this point. Um, they are the Jets of the NCAA. Just whatever whatever the team playing them is favored by, take it. Um, so that's my betting segment. I will. I'll. I'll tweet out some other stuff. I'll tweet out some. By the way, you're ready on the Eagles. They're about to go zero and three. Uh, fighting Joe Burrow's Cincinnati, gonna get their first W. Yeah, I, Joe looks fantastic. By Joe. The way. Joe looks so comfortable, and I don't know how that's even possible with a offensive a, line, a young that bad. quarterback. Yeah, in an offensive line that bad. Like, it's 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 comical with. With the Eagles, like the Eagles, when we were texting about it earlier last week. Oh, Demo, get in the end zone. Uh, he's the Eagles. I've never seen a franchise regress from a Super Bowl win exactly. as fast as they have. Has has Wentz regressed that fast, or has just the franchise as a whole? Boy, I don't know. It's it's tough to it's tough to say. Um, Feels like there's just been no consistency there since Andy Reid left. Like Doug, they won a Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong, something that Andy never did. But there's been so much up and so much down. We went from Chip Kelly and trying to build a super team to you know what's gone on now, and you know no Nick Foles, John D. Filippo's not there. 
Um, Frank Reich's not there. He's coaching Indy. You know, is it just the gutting of that coaching staff, or what is it that has caused them to fall as far as they have? Um, I just think I think they had a perfect storm the year they win that Super Bowl. I think they had the right pieces um, in place and, and people peaking at the right time. Um, and I hate to do this to people, but maybe Carson Wentz just peaked the one year and maybe he's just done. Well, and um, then has he just not recovered from that injury? Because the yeah. season after, I mean, they, there was talk he was going to win the MVP had he not been got the injury in Week 12 or whatever right. it was. Yeah, I don't know. So I think the Eagles are an interesting, interesting topic. Uh, brother-in-law Dalton, um, I don't, friend of the show, he, uh, he, big Eagles guy. But I don't, I don't see them producing much the rest of the year. Truthfully, um, Washington has been a surprise early. Um, all of a sudden, pretty like, sure they're also getting their ass kicked today too. Yeah, but like as I thought, I thought Washington was going to be dumpster right, fire right along with the Jets and fade them every week, and then they started out one and zero and were leading the NFC East after the first freaking week, you know. So it's just they got beat by the Browns. Heaven forbid! Holy shit! Right? Yeah, Baker Mayfield. Maybe the Browns aren't as bad as we thought they were. Maybe. Um, now nah, I'm I again I'll abstain from that one. I I want to see them play two more times. I want to see them play Pittsburgh. Um, I, uh, I think Pittsburgh is the class of that division again. Roethlisberger looks good. It can't be the class of the division. You just said Lamar's going to go sixteen. Well, yeah, and obviously you know what I'm saying. All right, that was just okay. <laughs> their I defense, about that. their defense is nasty though. Steelers might have the best defense in the league, but uh, excuse me, that division, but the. The Ravens absolutely have the most high-powered offense. And, I right. mean, but that's the thing. Like that division, like there's flashes on each team. Like I don't think the Bengals are going to be horrible. I don't think they're going to be dogs. I don't think the Browns are terrible. I think they've got work to do. But I could see the Browns winning eight games. Um, right. I, I don't know that I could see the the Bengals winning eight games. Maybe five or six. But yeah, it's just it's going to be fun watching this going forward. I. I like I said, this is about the most interested I've been in the NFL I agree. in quite some time. I agree. Is there any other pending topics we really just got to hop on? Um, No, but do you want to do a slap bet? Um, I can read you some lines. Find me a fun line. Find me a good line. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's do – do you want Do you I, want a tight – Have a, you seen Tenet yet? No, it looks good, though. I really want to see it, but this whole movie theater situation. Isn't it out on streaming platforms? No, fuck no. Chris oh. Nolan will not put it out on a movie. On sc- he's a big screen. It was shot in IMAX. Um, do you want a tight line, or do you want like a big number? Give me a tight line. Okay, a tight line. Let's do... <laughs> okay, I love this. Ready? Two former Fun Belt teams going head-to-head next week that both beat Big 12 teams. Okay. Arkansas State traveling to Coastal Carolina. Arkansas State is minus five. And I'll let you pick if you want the minus five or if you want to take the points. Uh, They'll cover the five. Okay. So I'll take the Red Wolves. Okay. So Arkansas State, Dan's on Arkansas State minus the five. I'll take the home team in Coastal Carolina and I'll take the points. Fair enough. I can take that. I can take that. So since you're going to continue to contribute to our alcohol consumption committee. Um, bring over whatever you want to take a shot of after you lose. Okay, fair. Or, or do you want me to go get a bottle of tequila? Well, there's a bottle of Fireball on the table here. Yeah, but that you brought that over. I want you to go get a handle of Fireball for next week. Yikes. Yikes. I've been feeding you booze left and right for the past year, and I'm sick of it. because I buy booze. I just my, it never get to drink. The only time I drink is when I come here. That's what I'm saying. What's just that got to say about our friendship that, here? Bad influence on me. This is the bar right here. Like, set something down. This is the man cave. You are in man cave media studios, okay? <laughs> Speaking of, this is going to be a good game right here. We got coming up at 3.30 is the Seahawks Cowboys, and Seahawks. Cowboys. Yeah. That's going to be a fun one. Uh, with that, Dan, um, I think I think we've kind of touched on all the things we'd like to uh, yeah. discuss today. Yeah. I think it's been fun. Um, I like these little Sunday recording sessions. It's a little bit more relaxed, and we right. can have a nice little back and I do. Forth. I do want to have an instant reaction post-Iowa State. You know what I'd like weeks. to do? Uh, I'd like to figure out a way to... Uh, do a live one like figure out a way to street be able to stream it with our microphones onto like a facebook live that sounds terrifying but i bet we could figure it wouldn't out wouldn't that be fun though oh during like a game like that yeah oh be ready for a lot of bad words kids parents earmuffs yeah earmuffs grandma earmuffs yeah um well everyone thanks again for listening we appreciate the feedback that we're uh once again i'm gonna try to start having some fans on but i accidentally broke one of our other microphones and so i Dumbass. gotta i gotta get on that but 
Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening in, and we will chat with you soon. Go clones, baby. Woo! He says, son, can you play me a memory? I'm not really sure how it goes.